Hi there. This is Create English on Ripollet Radio. My name is Gabor. I'm the host of this program. And uh, we are going to speak about questions today. By the way, it's April 2022. So we're in the middle of spring with the weather this way and that way. Rainy days, sunny days, windy days, you know, all kinds of weather changes. Very typical for springtime. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about questions today. And we're going to do something very basic. But I think it's important. And it will focus on basically two types of questions. Let's get started. And let's discover what we can learn today about questions. You know, how do you ask questions? What questions you ask in what situation? How do you make sure those questions are correct? And uh, also, are all questions real questions? So we're going to talk about this now. Let's look at questions first in terms of why do we need questions? Even though this might seem like, you know, what a question to question what questions are for. But no, we're not questioning that. We're just going to look at that. And as obvious as it might seem, not all questions are equally important in conversations. And you will see today why. So, what are questions and why do we need questions? Now, of course, questions exist. Because when we need some information, we need to confirm something, we ask a question. That's the most obvious thing in conversations. I want to know something, I ask a question. Simple, easy peasy, right? Now, when it comes to asking questions... Students get confused a little bit in English. Because English questions differ in some way from questions in other languages. Because of the way they are formed. And um, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons, the main reasons why Students don't get those questions uh, correctly. You know, they don't know how to ask them correctly. And obviously, at the, for beginners, this is even more challenging. But even when you're more advanced, questions can be challenging when you enter into areas like indirect questions and 
you know, maybe moving questions into different tenses, that can get tricky. You know, passive questions and all that. But coming back to uh, the why we ask questions. So because we want information or because we want to confirm something, these would be the most obvious reasons why questions exist. Now, what is so special about questions in English? Well, the difference, for example, between Spanish and English would be one very obvious difference. And it is that in English, just by raising the intonation of, you know, an affirmation, doesn't make it into a question usually. I'm saying usually because sometimes it does work. Sometimes, especially, of course, um, in more colloquial forms, like conversational English, you tend to um, use this technique, which is simply just changing the intonation into a question-like intonation, and that makes an affirmation into a question. We are going to look at some examples for that. And this actually has a function in English, you know, in conversational English. But as a starting point, we can say that in English, we need some other tools to formulate questions other than what we might be used to in other languages, like in Spanish, as I was saying. So, intonation on its own is not enough to formulate a correct question in English. Why not? Because, because you need some help. And the help is called auxiliary verb. Not always, but many times you do need an auxiliary verb. Auxiliary means helping. So you need help. The verb in English needs help when it comes to questions and when it comes to negatives, by the way, as well. So, if I say, I do sport, okay, or I like sport, this is an affirmation. I, the person, like the verb and sport, well, the object, so what I'm talking about. I like sport. Very simple. Now I can, you know, transform this into an affirmation for other persons as well. I can say, you like sport, or he 
likes sport or we like sport or she likes sport or whatever. So by changing the person, the subject, I can change the meaning in terms of in this case who likes sport i like sport you like sport etc now when i want to know if you like sport or not i need to ask a question if i don't know it if i don't have that information i need to ask you so Technically, I could just say affirmation, you like sport. Question, you like sport? Could it work? Well, it could work in the sense that the listener, just by hearing that you change the intonation, would understand that it's a question. However, grammatically, this is not correct in English. If you want to ask a question and you want to know if your speaking partner likes sport or not, you need a little help. You need a little helping verb, a little auxiliary verb. In this case, it's do. So, because the verb on its own is not enough, we need some help. So, to ask about you liking sport or not. So, if I want to know if you like sport or not, I need to say, do you like sport? Do you like sport? And this would be the correct form to ask a question in this situation for this piece of information. Okay, this is easy. This is elementary. Okay, but we need to understand that in English, this is how things work. And And of course, this is true in many cases for many situations, but it's not always true. And it's not always this way we formulate questions. How about asking about someone's feelings or about someone, someone's personality or just about something describing something there we use a different verb let's just say let's suppose you are a teacher for example okay you are a teacher this is an affirmation but let's suppose i don't know what teacher you are i mean what you teach do you teach physics maybe or chemistry or whatever? I don't know. 
So, I want to know. I need to ask you a question. And here, I'm going to ask about you. What you are? What teacher you are? So, because here the verb is to be. That is, you are. A teacher, which is an affirmation. We don't need an auxiliary verb here, a different one, to ask a question. All we do is we change the order of the words. So instead of saying "You are a teacher," the question is going to be. Are you a teacher? So instead of "you are," we say "are you." Are you a teacher? Now, of course, because I know that you are a teacher, this question is not very interesting because I know you are a teacher, but I don't know if you teach physics or math. Or geography, or what? So that's where I can ask you a question, saying, "Are you a math teacher, or are you a physics teacher, or are you a geography teacher, etc." So instead of using An auxiliary verb, do. Like in the case of other verbs. Here, we're asking about the person, and we are simply using the verb to be. In reverse order, so you are a teacher. This is an affirmation. Question will be: Are you a teacher, or are you a math teacher? Are you a physics teacher, etc.? Right. Now, these two examples that we've seen. Do you like sports? And are you a math teacher? Both of these questions belong to a group of questions. The same group of questions. What group of questions? Well, basically, when you want information, you want two kinds of information. You want to know yes or no for your question. You want to have a yes or no answer to your question, or you want. More complementary information, not just yes or no, but more details. So, in this sense, we can talk about yes or no questions and open questions or open-ended questions. So, when you want to formulate questions. You want to decide first what information you need. 
do you need to know yes or no about something or you want details you want more information and if you want yes or no answers then then you need to ask yes or no questions if you want complementary information you need to ask open-ended questions open-ended questions are called open-ended because you don't know what answer you will get in terms of there are multiple possibilities not just two but you know many times there's a wide range of possibilities for answers so this is what you need to decide now for open-ended questions the difference is that things get a little bit more complicated just a little bit more complicated but instead of just adding an auxiliary verb or just by reversing the order of the verb to be and the subject as we've seen in the previous example you also need to add question words that ask about the information that you want to know so for example you want to know the time or you want to know the place of some action let's take our first example do you like sport we're going to change this to do you do sport yes do you do sport this means are you an active sports person do you on a regular basis do you regularly do sport do you go swimming or do you play tennis or do you go running or whatever you know so if we want to know yes or no we just ask do you do sport or do you like sport as in the previous original example but let's change it now to do you do sport okay here we have a yes or no question but if i want to know the time or i want to know the frequency or i want to know the place then i need to ask about that information and i need question words for that so let's suppose i want to know the time i'm going to use a word for that and the question word is the so-called wh question words like when where what why who and how to some extent is the same group of words so if i say when do you do sports then i'm asking the right form of the question how i take my original question do you do sports well do you like sport was my original question but i changed it to do you do sport this means 
Are you a sports person? Not a professional one necessarily, but just, you know, an average sports person who likes to do sport. So, do you do sport? This is a correct question. Now, I want to add the element which asks about time. So, I'm going to add it at the beginning. And I'm going to say, when do you do sport? So, I keep everything. Do you do sport is fixed. That question is there, okay? But I need to complement that with another question word. In this case, it's when. Because I want to know what days you do sport, okay? So I say, when do you do sport? And this is an open question. Because the answers might be very different. Maybe your answer will be, well, I do sport on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Or maybe you say, I do sport when I can. Okay, this is even less specific. You know, when I can. Well, maybe twice a week, maybe once a week, maybe at the weekend only, right? This is an open question. That's why we can have different types of answers. Or the answer could be, I do sport in the mornings. This is another possibility. Okay, so you do sport in the mornings. Now, let's suppose that I want to ask about the place, not the time. So I need to change my question word. It's not going to be when, it's going to be where. So everything stays the same. Do you do sport? This is fix, okay? I made and I formulated this question before and I'm going to modify it according to the information that I want to have. So in this case, it's the place. Do you do sport? This is a yes or no question. I add at the beginning where and I change my question into an open question because my focus will not be yes or no. My focus will be the place. So, where do you do sport? Where do you do sport? And the answers can be I do sport in the sports center near my house or I do sport at home. I have a mini home gym or I go cycling in the mountains and I go swimming to the swimming pool so depending again on your answer it can be varied it can be several things you know my question is about the place your answer is about where you do sports. So it can be different for each person, okay? Or maybe I'm interested in the frequency. Now I will need to ask, if I want to be specific, I need to ask a specific question using a specific question word 
type for this um, for this question. So, so I'm gonna say, how often do you do sport? How often? So here, my question is very clearly about the frequency. How frequently? How often? What about the routine? And probably I will get similar questions like, well, I do sport three times a week or I only do sport when I have the time or I do sport at the weekend or whatever. So this is like basically the two types of questions, yes or no questions and open-ended questions. And this is only just scratching the surface. This is really basic. But for now, if you understand that formulating a question, a yes or no question, works with the help of auxiliary verbs or changing the order of the verb to be and the subject, so reversing the order, then it's um, it's a starting point. Now, of course, there are many other types of questions that work differently. For example, if you ask about ability, like if somebody is able to do something or not, there we're going to use a specific verb, a modal verb um, for ability. So again, Grammar requires us to use elements that support the ideas that we want to express. So if I want to know, for example, about your ability, swimming skills, like basically a yes or no question, I'm going to use a modal verb. And it's going to work in a similar way to the verb to be in the sense that I will need to reverse the order in the question. So let's suppose I want to know if you can swim. My question is going to be, can you swim? Can you swim? Very simple. But what I do is I take an affirmation, you can swim. Grammatically, this would be an affirmation correctly. So I have the subject and the verb and then the complement. So I say, you can swim. But of course, because I don't know this, this is simply a grammatically correct affirmation, but not a real affirmation because I don't have this information. So I say you can swim is the affirmation. To convert this into a question, I need to reverse the order. I need to change the order of the first two words. Instead of you can swim, I will say, can you swim? So I change the order, plus I change the intonation of the question. 
So I say you can swim. This is an affirmation. If I ask the question, it's gonna be, can you swim? Can you swim? There you go. It's a yes or no question. It's about ability, so I used a different verb. I need to use the verb can, which expresses ability. Are you able to? Can you? Right? Can you swim? And your answer will be yes, I can, or no, I can't. Or maybe you can say, you know, yes, I can a little. And of course, you could also say, yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm a great swimmer, or yeah, I'm okay, not too good, but I can swim. So there are different options in this case as well, even though it's a yes or no question. But basically, the answer is going to be yes or no, maybe with some additional, you know, details. Right, so that's what we've had time for today. For more details, go to createnglish.com/podcast. I will include the link below in the description of the program. It's create English with one e in the middle, just like the name of this program. You can find more tips on English. Not just questions, but other areas as well. So I hope you find this useful, and talk to you next time. So, bye now.